a standard against him. I see the enemy coming in like a flood in our houses, in our churches, in our families. But what I don't see is the standard. People of God, where is the standard at? We're in a war, y'all. It's time to stand, y'all. The Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Today's message, the second coming of Christ. And now here's Bishop Caldwell. The Bible 2, the gospel according to John, the 14th chapter. And we shall articulate verses 1 through 6. John's gospel, chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. Our subject here this evening is the second coming of Jesus Christ. The second coming. In John's gospel chapter 14 and commencing at verse 1, the Bible says, and Jesus is speaking, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not where thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Go back up to verse 2. In my father's house are many mansions, many abiding places. If it were not so, I would have told you. Here we go. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Once saved, always saved. This is the first mention that Jesus spoke about his second coming. I don't know if it's good, bad, or indifferent, but it seemed like John's gospel, the 14th chapter, can only find its way to a funeral. When somebody is dead and somebody needs some hope, and I guess that's good, use the word of God for whatever it's good for. But I wonder how many in the body of Christ have looked deep enough To understand that when Jesus articulated these few words, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. Now, this is the first time he said that. I'm going away and I'm coming back. And I'm coming back for the express purpose to receive you unto myself. Now, just on a side note, Jesus has already prepared 
that place that he said that he was going away to prepare. It's already been prepared. It's already been built. It's already there. So therefore, that part is completed. So I, I dreaded when people go to funerals and say, you know, the Lord come back and came back here and got your daddy because he needed somebody working the flower bed up there. How come he didn't get your daddy? <laughs> okay. Because first of all, those in Jesus right up in here are asleep. Okay, so he enunciated that I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Now, he's talking to his church. And down through the years, this is a brilliant hope, a bright light on a dark backdrop that troubles don't last always. In the same Jesus that we come and worship and serve and talk about and lift up is our Lord and our Savior. This is this doctrine of the second coming of Christ falls within the category of eschatology. Somebody say eschatology. Eschatology is the doctrine of the end of things. It's showing how it's all going to wrap up. It's showing at the end of the day what is actually going to happen. Now God's word must never be manipulated to make it seem as though it's saying one thing while it's saying another. That's why it's very important that we put line upon line and precept Upon precept, here a little and then there a little. So the rapture of the church is what it is called, and the rapture is next. Now, before we look at the rapture, let's look at the fact that there are no signs for the second coming. There, there are no signs. There, there's nothing that we can look to to pin down. Oh, yeah, that's what that is. So the Lord is coming. Oh, no. Go to Mark chapter 13, verse 32. I will go and prepare a place for you, and I will come and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Matthew, I'm sorry, Mark 13 and 32. You'll find these consecrated words. All right, let me get over there right quick. Matthew, I'm sorry. Matthew, bless your heart. I, I hear you, brother. I'm coming over there with you, too. All right, Mark's gospel, chapter 13 and verse 32. Jesus is speaking. He says, but of that day and that hour knoweth no man, know not the angels who are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take heed, watch, and pray, for you know not what the time is. For the Son of Man is like a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house cometh, at evening or at midnight or at cockcrow or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. The work that we told the Lord that we committed ourselves to do, the church attendance, the tithes, the offerings, the witnessing to those that are lost, the man is coming back to check our work out. 
And these things take time and they take place and space when they're supposed to happen. So I submit to you that everything in God's Bible is in chronological order. Which means then that there is a set pattern whereby God does a thing. And having that understand, no man knows the day nor the hour when the Son of Man cometh. Now that's a term that Jesus loved to use and attach to himself. The Son of Man. Very seldom did he call himself the Son of God. But he identified with strong emphasis that he is the Son of Man. And he told us to watch. Be watchful. In another place he says watch and pray. Okay? So we are the people of the Lord. We are people on a mission. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are the city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And thank God we've been redeemed. First Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. But before I go there, let's go here. Go to, I want to say, First Peter chapter 3. The second coming of Jesus Christ. Let me see, is that 1 Peter? Is that 2 Peter? That's 2 Peter chapter 3. So we can identify the times in which we are now living. People are partying like it's 1999. People are moving about the country like God doesn't exist. People are slack on the commitments they made to the Lord. And they don't understand that payday someday. That little paycheck we get on Friday... That's for the work that we should have done. But God's payday is a long way off. All right. We're moving. Okay. Are you in 2 Peter, the third chapter? Okay. Look at the third verse. Knowing this first, that there shall come scoffers. There shall come in the last day scoffers. Those are mockers. Walking after their own lust and saying, where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this, they willingly are ignorant of. See, people don't want to hear that. But these scoffers that are in the last days are talking about where is the promise of his coming. For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were, even from the beginning, even from the creation. So the Bible is telling us right here. And remember, Jesus just told us. To pray and watch. Because these scoffers are saying, he's not coming. There's no such thing as a second coming. What was such a tremendous blessing to me on my thought line before I got here this evening is the fact that, first of all, we're going to be talking about the second coming of Christ, right? The second coming of Christ. The second coming of Christ has to be understood that there can be no second coming of Christ if there was no resurrection of Christ. Oh, now that's deep. You got to walk. You got to walk on. You you, got to hold on to that. There's no need to talk about his second coming unless you believe he came the first time, suffered, bled, and died on the tree of Calvary, went into hell and got the keys and came back the third day with all power in heaven and earth in his hand. And 40 days after that, he ascended back up into heaven and is now seated at God's right hand. And we're waiting for the Lord to return. So even just by the mere fact we talk about the second coming of Jesus, meaning then that we believe that he died for our offenses and was raised again for our justification. 
How would we be waiting for somebody who's still dead? So I submit to you, he's got to be alive. I got proof positive. He woke us up this morning. Started us on our way. Oh, what a relief it is to know that Jesus is Lord. Amen. So there can be no looking for no second coming without an admonition and recognition of his first coming. See, when he came the first time, he came to seek and to save that which was lost. When he came the first time, he came that we might be redeemed. When he came the first time, his blood that was in his veins was to be shed on Calvary's cross for our redemption. The first time. When he died, he was also buried. But the third day, God did a miracle and raised him up from the dead. And Jesus went back to heaven and he's seated at God's right hand. And no man knows the day nor the hour of his return. Isn't that something? All right. Now, having that in tow, go to 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. The second coming of Jesus. He said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going away. But I will return. I'm coming back again. So that where I am, there ye may be also. How many of y'all know the Lord does not lose his people? Everyone that belongs to the Lord will go out in the rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Did I say 4? All right. Commencing at verse 13. Let me give you a little backdrop before I read this to you. Now let me go ahead and read it to you. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them who are asleep. See, the child of God is not dead. They are asleep. That you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. Don't let your life stop because your loved one leaves. Matter of fact, you ought to be rejoicing because they sleep in Jesus. You might have a little light problem. If mama never got to know the Lord, now that's another subject. But then you need to leave that alone too because ain't nothing you can do about it. The Lord said to everybody on this planet, the day you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to get you where you need to be. Okay? Now, let me not interrupt myself, so let me go back to verse 13. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them who are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also who sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede them who are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Amen? Now notice, let me, let me show you where the word rapture which a lot of people will say is not in the Bible. All right? Here it is right here. It says, where are you? Verse 17. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. That's the word rapture. That's the word harpazo. That means caught up. Now you notice, when the Lord descends from heaven, that means he, first of all, ascended. You remember when he, 
carried his followers out as far as to Bethany and went on to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said, listen, don't leave Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. And they watched him there and they looked at him as he went back into heaven. And 10 days after that, he sent the Holy Ghost down into the earth realm. Now, there is something that needs to be understood, and that is that when the Lord comes back, everybody ain't going to be dead on earth. I grow weary sometimes, folk be at these funerals talking about, we all must go this way. Well, you go on. <laughs> go on. Jump on it, homes. But we shall not all sleep. Hello? We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. All here are Christians. Shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. For the Lord shall descend from heaven. And just like that, the living in the Lord will be raised after the dead in the Lord are raised. So there's order in the resurrection. Now let's look at that order in the resurrection. Resurrection means to come forth bodily in a body with no blood in it. See, only he hath immortality. So when Jesus got up from the dead, can I talk to you for a minute? When he got up from the dead, he had no blood in his body. And as I speak right here, he has no blood in his body. Jesus is Lord And he is alive. And he set before us the fact of two resurrections. Now, those that don't make the first, and that's what we're reading right here. The saints are going out first. Skip them cowboys. The saints are going out first. Huh? I need to read it back to you. Some of y'all just got a little throw it off right there. Now look at verse 15. The Bible says, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Not this report, son. Not Essence Magazine. We're telling you this by the word of the Lord. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord. Do you see that? Alive and remain. Some of us are going to be alive when the Lord comes back. Everybody ain't going to be dead. As a matter of fact, let me see if we can straighten it all up. The ones without Jesus right now are already dead. And what's so in the Bible? That's why the word says in another place, you have to be quickened. Who were dead. We ain't no longer dead now. We're alive in the Lord. So the Bible here is giving us this blessed hope that we who are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not precede, prevent, or go before them who are asleep. So the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So there are two resurrections. Let's look at that right quick because we need to understand what's going on with these two resurrections. And once we get that out, then we'll look at what happens immediately at the rapture, at the caught up, at the change, at the transmogrification, as we are changed into this new creature. Where there'll be no more pain. No more sorrow. No more heartache. No more ghetto. We're going to a place. Where we'll see his face. The rapture. Is next. And there are no signs for it. 
Okay, let's take a look. Go to John's Gospel, chapter 5. Let's look at these two resurrections. Tell your neighbor there are two resurrections. Now, all of God's children are going to be in the first one at that time that the rapture takes place. But it's something going beyond the rapture, and we'll look at that in just a moment. I don't want to feed you too much because I don't want you burping all on the carpet. John's Gospel, chapter 5 and verse 25. You see the word verily here? It means of a truth. It means loan me your ear. I need to tell you something. John's Gospel, chapter 5, verses 25 through 29. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the Son to have life in himself, and hath given him, Jesus, authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the graves, my Lord, shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil Unto the resurrection of damnation. So there's a resurrection of life and there's a resurrection of damnation. Now, I don't want you to get it twisted that somebody's going to heaven because they did some good works and bought some children some shoes and gave a donation, you know, to the lighthouse and all that. No, you gave money away, that's good. But ain't no redemption in that. We're not saved by works. We're saved by grace through faith. And we ought to do good works because we are saved. So let's step down through here verse by verse. Let's extrapolate and see what's going on. Because there are two resurrections here. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming. Say the hour is coming. The hour is coming. And watch this. And now is. Say the hour now is. Listen to this. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. That's here and now. So when you tell somebody about Jesus who do not know Jesus, you are talking to the dead. They just as dead only thing about it, but never ain't got them. Are you listening up in here? The hour is coming when the dead shall hear his voice. That's everybody that don't know the Lord. That's why we got a living Savior and we're traveling with a living word. So when you tell somebody they need Jesus and they don't have Jesus, you're talking to the dead. And when you put that word out there that Jesus saves and you give them the script that if you believe that Jesus died and rose again, if you believe that he's Lord and you invite him into your heart, then even though you are dead right now, when you receive him, the moment you receive him, you pass from death to life. Oh, I wish I had a praying church. You pass then from death to life. So you don't need to nobody blowing up nobody's phone. Oh, God, you know Sarah passed last night and she's in Chicago. We don't know what we might do to get to the funeral, but Sarah passed. Well, wasn't Sarah born in... Uh, Again in 1940? Yes. She passed in 1940. She went to sleep and was transported by the Holy Ghost into the bosom of Jesus when she died. When she went to sleep. See, you can hear this better because we ain't got mama's body up here. So the hour is coming and now is. When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God. 
And they that hear shall live. The hour is coming and is here right now. So please tell somebody about Jesus this week. Tell them what great things God has done for them. Don't argue about church affiliation. Just win a soul. God got people everywhere. And in some places, God ain't got no folk up in there. Verse 26. For as the father hath life in himself, so hath he given to the son to have life in himself. Jesus said, I'm come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So eternal life is in Jesus. Verse 27. And hath given him, Jesus, authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man. Now you slow down right there. It didn't say he's the son of God. It said he's the son of man. Well, we know that the son of man is the son of God. We got all that, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we know that Jesus Christ is the son of God. But he identifies himself with the son of man. And that ought to be frightening to some of us. Because God became a man in the person of Jesus. And how are we going to tell Jesus I couldn't put that cigarette down? He said, listen, I'm the son of man. I never smoked. So now we got God in the flesh looking at us. And how are we going to convince him that we couldn't help it? And it got so quiet I could hear hair growing. Today's message, The Second Coming of Christ, FC2670, FC2670, is now available on CD for only $10, and it may be purchased by calling Know Your Bible at 318-938-1885, or you can mail in your request to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119, or email us, greenwoodacres at comcast.net. Now the question is, will I do his will, Let's There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is, when will Jesus return? I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. 
If you say those words and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the question's up. Hello, this is Bishop Caldwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you.